Hello and welcome to Through the Fence. This is our first episode. It's, good. it's pretty much going to be an Adelaide 500 review, a bit of a Melbourne preview, a bit of talk about what we think might happen during the season. And yeah, pretty much it. So I'm your host, Sam, followed by Reese. Say hello, Reese. What, my co host, Emma? Yeah, good. Yeah, that's, right. yeah, that's how it should be. Anyway, straight off the top DJR, Red Bull, HRT, in Adelaide. Who's got the upper hand and why? Well, after the weekend, I think it's Triple uh, H's got a little more speed at this stage. Looking at uh, the way Van Gisbergen was able to get a few seconds after that botched pit stop in this race too, he could be the uh, fastest man in the field at the moment. Scotty will be there behind him, but Scotty couldn't keep up what? after DJR screwed that pit stop. You don't know if he was not saving? or. Well, I hope he wasn't saving. And I hope he didn't have aero wash, which we were going to briefly oh, mention in a second. Uh, p- 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 yeah, that horrible word that was creeping into our sport. Again. But Van Gisbergen was able to control the race, gap him, and then what he did in those 20 laps after that botched pit stop with apparently no uh, roll bar before the failure is uh, a little bit ominous. So zeroing on that Sunday race, that was just filled with errors. And filled with errors, not from the low-rung teams, but the top, the head, the head of pit lane. So it all started with Scotty's pit stop. Scotty and SVG came in at the same time. They put in a fuel number in because it's the first pit stop. And Scotty's in the best pit bay, so he can watch the entire field. And yet he still comes out behind SVG. It's all good to say that they got the numbers wrong and they're, they're fueling to a number. Oh, you sound like Tim Sindri now. Yes, and that's what the, that's. I agree that would have been the plan. And if they didn't come in behind each other... That should never be the plan when they come in behind each other. Exactly. Though. The plan should have changed on the fly. But the plan didn't. They still went to their number and were allowed track position, which is king, especially in this day and age. And they got to... Why this day and age? <laughs> anyway, so that was the first error. Error number two. We've got SVGs coming to the pit. Is should be a second pit stop, second and final pit stop. And he gets dropped, not just a little bit, but seconds before he needed to be dropped. So we've got error number one, which is Scotty getting screwed over. Error number two, SVG, not enough fuel in. But that did set up one hell of a chase. Those laps he was putting in on the used tire comes in, fuel, tires, and he's chasing down waters. And he gets the waters. Then... The, the, uh, the, the uh, break into seven of the, the control arm. Yes. I think that, that's the speed, and that's where everyone stood up and went, oh, they've got a bit of pace here. We're in trouble. That doesn't happen, and, and Van Gisbergen eases out to the victory, and Scotty's behind him. We go, all right, it's probably 50-50. We go to Melbourne, a bit more of an aero track. Maybe a slight favourite to the, the Mustang, depending on what's going on behind, under the skin and that. But it's those 20 or 30 laps where Van Gisbergen is putting in 10 tenths, 11 tenths laps that nobody could match is sounding a little warning that Red Bull are carrying on the form that they finished last year with. Okay, so Scotty wins the Sunday race. Now, I should, I should have mentioned this first, obviously, but the, the Saturday race is, does this not show that Jamie Wincup is the GOAT? Oh, yeah. You put Jamie Wincup on pole position... He gets it off the line, and he leads into turn one. Yes. That man is not losing a race. Yes. and Classic win cup. Very rarely 
you can uh, give a, a shout out to Tickford for a good strategy, but on the Sunday when they pitted Holdsworth and threw him out in front of Wincup, after on the Saturday McLaughlin had pitted and driven through the field by doing that alternate strategy, heads up by Tickford, heads up by Holdsworth, heads up at that to stop Wincup doing that ability, because if he give, was given 30, 40 laps in clean air, he would have been on podium bound just like Scotty on the Saturday. But yes, Wincup is a goat. If anybody else disagrees with that now, you've got rose-coloured glasses. I would always bang on the hill of scafe. Oh, so you've actually come around now. Yeah, so well, he's the goat of all goats. Well, you've got your goats from different eras, but you're saying he comes above them. Finally, yes, you've come yes, around. Yes. On the Wincup train. Yes. That I've been on for years. Yes, you have been on the train longer than me. A lot longer. A lot longer. I think you're you're at the front. The I think I'm on the two A in the freaking yeah. second row. But yes, he is the goat, you, and that is just that was a beautiful wind cup performance on the Saturday. So that's a pretty easy, uh, very simple summary of what happened in Adelaide. Uh, wind cup. If you're listening to us, you know what happened in Adelaide. We're giving you the the finer points, and now Sam's going to give us his four point plan into how to fix Superloop, the Clipsal, the Adelaide 500. The Clipsal. The Clipsal. Throwback. Uh, we're all um, Adelaide, we're both here from Adelaide and South Australia, and unfortunately the last couple of years, the uh, the 500 has taken a bit of a hit for a great number of reasons. Sam's come up with a few reasons what he reckons could improve the show. To improve it, I think you, see, you, see, you just follow my four steps here, and we can make Adelaide, and the the crowds don't, will come back. No, I wasn't going to go there. It. No, I didn't. Don't say it, episode one. I didn't. Oh, I didn't go there. But it I, is it is sad. And I was there on Sunday, seeing the, the demise. We've got less grandstands. We've got less corporate spots. Me in saying that though, two hundred and six thousand over four days. Yes. How is that? It is. It is only. Yes, it's low. It's lower than what it's been, but that is still mega amount of people through the gates. It's an incredible number, especially in our town, where basically the biggest thing that happens every year is a football game. 40,000 people rocking up every week. Yes. All right, so, you ready? Oh, I've been waiting for this. You've been telling me for days. I can't okay. wait. It starts off pretty simple. And it should be the first thing that they look at already. And it's just simply the prices. You lower the GA ticket on a Sunday to a reasonable and affording price, you're going to get punters just rock up to see it, the show, the glitz, the glamour. And you need to team that with a decent concert if that's what you want to go for. But you make the prices cheaper, that's number one. You can do that tomorrow. 100 bucks for Sunday ticket. That's what it is, isn't it? It was 100 bucks. Who the hell is going to pay $100 to go see a race they probably don't ever watch? They're not going to, you're not going to get some dude walking past saying, oh, what am I going to do this Sunday? 100 bucks to see a race that I've a sport I'd never watch. So it's then not going to happen. You mentioned there um, the concert as well. Are we too reliant on needing concert acts to pull people into the racetrack? Yes and no. If you're going to have those prices that are so high, you're going to have to give someone a, more of a reason to go. If you have a reasonably priced ticket with a decent concert as well, you're going to get... Best of both worlds. But no one's going to rock up on the Sunday and pay $100 just to watch a race. Shouldn't the on-track entertainment, the off-track entertainment around the sport be enough to pull someone into the gate for 70 bucks if you lowered it a bit? That's what I'm. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I don't think, though, this year Clipsal was. They've paired back 
They're ovals. They've paired back. Oh, the government is cost cutting. That's another issue. So on a side if note, the government runs the event here. It's not run by a race promoter. And it sounds like you are. T- you, that, that's part of point three. Thank you very much. So just ease up, ease up. What's that's common sense? Yes, I know. Government. I know, but has any, enough things to do. They can. Right. They can do anything. I, anyway. I, I can't wait for option three now. Number two. Now we spoke about this before. Seriously, look at going to three days. I understand you're building all this infrastructure for millions of dollars because here in Adelaide we can't have a permanent pit facility like they do in Melbourne for the GP. But if they condense it and go three days, you're saving some money there. You can keep the roads open an extra day. I honestly think, I don't think they should go or stay four days or go to three days, but I think it should be looked into if it makes more sense economically to go to three days. I still, the main argument of... I think initially why it went to four was we've got to build it anyway. We might as well have it open an extra day and bring people in. Was a lot of the reason we're building. You build a racetrack every year. I understand. We build a complete racetrack for three days, four days, and then what you want. With lowering the ticket prices, could you? Could there be a spot where they make Thursday almost free? Ten bucks come in. That's where the school kids go. Yeah, just absolutely dirt dirt cheap price on the Thursday. To just get as many workers in from the city in the afternoons. Well, that's the case. They still need to keep the... Because I saw there was talk about they don't want to run on the Thursday. The, the supercars. They don't want to do that practice anymore. Especially, if it stays yeah, four days... they need they to, test on Tuesday. They need to have... Which might not happen next year. They need to have an Arvo evening twilight practice session after work. Have like a 10 past five practice session for half an hour. Last year they had a... 5.45 practice because they had the twilight races. There you go. After work, I went down, watched the first practice. There you go. Also, the Thursday, why does a grandstand seat, why couldn't a grandstand seat get you into any grandstand on Thursday? So you could walk around and see different parts of the track you're not going to see on the This weekend. comes back into the prices as well. I think if you're buying a grandstand ticket, yeah, make it for the three days. If you have your seat, you're rocking want to sit in your seat, person can move. But for Thursday, at least, you could have yeah. all of them just open. Absolutely. Yeah, all of them open. I wouldn't open them for people without grandstand tickets. I would consider going to that. You buy a GA ticket and you sit in a grandstand on a Thursday. Someone rocks no, up and they want you... their seat, move out. Just go to the next one because there's always going to be empty seats on a Thursday. Yeah, or do something like that because it would be cool for them to be able to walk around and sit everywhere. And the person next to you might want to buy that seat. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're the two, I think, relatively easy ones you could achieve. Also... The third one to me is pretty easy. The government, the government is good was when they delegate things and they delegate the things to people who know what they're doing. I would act, I would consider you go get Tony Crockett to come in and run the Adelaide 500. He lives on the Gold Coast. And what's that going to do with anything? He knows supercars. He knows how it works. He's been a promoter for years and years and years. He could, okay. Even if you don't want him to run him, go talk to him. Use him as a consultant. That dude is just running a football club at the moment as the president. He always talks about he likes taking on new challenges every year. You go to him and ask for his advice on some stuff, I can guarantee you it will work. I wouldn't have any ideas what he wants to say, but he's a man that you should go talk to. Our crowds are down. What do we do? I'm not sure if he'd be up for the full promoting. Well, a consultant. After listening to him last year and when he's appeared popped up on the podcast of uh you hear a few times last year how good is it hearing talking about the sport again 
It just talks about with no who, shit. He just the man says who it. Built the built it to what it is. And him telling us that he gets stopped in airports asking for him to come back. Never well, been sure. I reckon you could probably get him as some sort of consultant. Would be awesome. I'm not sure if I'd love it. If he came up as a promoter, then yeah, definitely, I think there'd definitely be an upswing. But getting him to do a full-time job on that might be difficult. But as a consultant, should definitely be a, um, a consideration. Well, there you go, Stephen Marshall, if you're listening. Just go get Tony Shout Goldberg. out to the Premier. <laughs> Hope you're listening. <laughs> Okay. I did see the premiere on Sunday. Did yeah. you know What's that? that he got driven to the back of the pits in his premiere car? Com car? Yeah. The com car drove in over the track, past us at the, chi- past us at the chicane, up the middle. Resident access out? Yeah. He didn't even want to cross a bridge. Well, I mean, not like you would have many people to can deal with, uh, deal with. You couldn't have done it 10 years ago. There'd be people everywhere, which is another issue. But yeah, I couldn't believe it. I'd turn around. There's a premiere driving <laughs> out. Oh, well. Bollies for you. Anyway, and my fourth and final point in my four-point plan. This is a bit more radical. So, it's a straight switch with Newcastle and Adelaide. Now, as people may know, here in Adelaide, you've got the Fringe on right now. The uh, the other Adelaide Festival started at the uh, Festival Theatre. Yeah. Whatever that one's called. Yeah, that one. Got Womad. You got Womad coming up as well. Everyone's spending money and you can use the argument that, oh, the people who are going to the Fringe won't want to go to the 500. But at the same time, you don't know until you try. The Fringe is a lot more open, though, these days than just... You just go to the garden and spend 50 bucks on beers. Yeah. So You have to go to see a show. So we yes. always, when we had the Grand Prix here, we were the season-ending one. And I do, I do go with the whole thing that if Adelaide needs to be one of the bookends, you have the rush of the whole new cars, new era. Um... I or, hate Aero so much. Or you just send it to the back. You give Newcastle the start, Glitz and Glamour, the ocean coming in at uh, end of end of summer. And this will also alleviate the whole 45 degree days that we have here. Because you're not going to get them any at the start of December as you commonly do mid-February, end of February. We were very lucky this year with the weather. Ridiculous. The weather lucky. was perfect to go so and you, the crowd struggled. So you put at the our 500 at the end of the year Give it its own space here in Adelaide. It's still a bookmark key event. And I honestly think you'll get more people there. Simple as that. The Fringe has an, has had an explosion here over the last five or ten years of just becoming this great big monster of Feb March. And when we've been able to attract for the concerts, which again, I don't like to rely on concerts because I think the on-track racing is good enough to draw people in, but of course we are biased. To get that that just Johnny walking past, what should I do on the weekend? I'll go see the race. And if you're gonna give the guy the option of a twenty dollar fringe ticket or a one hundred dollar GA ticket, yeah. what's he gonna pick? Yeah. People are people and families are going to the fringe, they're using all their money to see the two or three comedians or their shows, all of a sudden they haven't got money to go spend hundred bucks on Clipsal. And of course, as like everything else, Clipsal super loop. <laughs> it's always gonna be the Clipsal here. By the time you buy your $100 ticket, you buy your food, you buy a hat, polo shirts are now like 70 bucks, 80 bucks in the tent. That's a topic for a whole other bit of discussion. Yeah. Oh, well. But yeah, it is getting crammed here on in the calendar. And maybe, because I just hope with the contract ending next year, it isn't lost. Because we said 206,000 people over four days is still a massive. Yes. A massive number. And a number that's basically on a par with Bathurst. 
Well, you know, you know me. I don't, you, I don't mind a little conspiracy theories. Oh, the whole the grandstands are uh, disappearing. Was it Peary Street? Peary Street. Turn one, one, all turn eight. One, one less seven. than turn eight. One less than turn eight this year. Pitt Street always seems to be. It always seems to be slower. Ah, uh, smaller. Smaller. Then you've got the ovals where the concert used to be. There is nothing there anymore. There's nothing on that oval this year. I don't there think. There's nothing. Yeah. And then you've got the other oval, which used to be activations, was literally just. The support garage. Yep. And then you've got the concert area at the back, the old Vic's um, grandstand. It's in that little area now. And that, the government is, I feel like they're trying to kill it off. Well, there would be, there is a sentiment of from the town and from and some around. factions that uh, we should all be up at the bend now racing. But the bend is rubbish. This is the whole other thing, is that people who don't know that, oh, we've got this racetrack, we can just, we can have the 500 at the bend. We're already having a 500 at the and bend the, this year. And the bend is... Shit. For our kind of racing. Yeah. The and bend, it, and... the facilities are great, the viewing is great, but at the moment the racing at the bend hasn't been great. It's, it's been rubbish. And again, that's another, that's another topic. That's another topic. Anyway, the track the track we have for the for the five hundred is awesome. Yeah, it's one of the few street circuits you can get past someone, and it's got history. It's got I like history. The history. It's in the middle of the city, but I do I do reckon within five years it won't be there anymore. Well, and so they're going to resign one more time and get rid of it. I don't know. Okay, but yeah, that's... I just add my one cent's worth to the clipsaw issue. Yeah, um, where there's no burnout cars anymore. There's no Hot Wheels cars doing the coming out doing their little tricks there's no I remember my first no year there's no stunt bikes with, was it Matt Mingay with the yeah. Spucky I remember Hummer. the first year I went to it there was that Donut King van with a jet oh, engine I in that it. today yes the Donut King jet car yes how good was the Donut King we sat there on they, it fired up and it would go three seconds but oh that was a good three seconds oh the flame at the yes. back just these silly things these silly entertaining things you know it's probably because it you know, induces hoon driving. Even at Bathurst, Ben Brace had come out in that great big red yeah, that hasn't been with the, the headers and that all fired up. Yeah, and he'd yeah, do yeah. a donut hell corner and we'd all go nuts and the smoke yeah. would be everywhere. Even that's missing from Bathurst now and that's insane. Yeah. But just those little things and there's been a great big debate here about the grid girls not being in Clipsal uh, anymore. I think that's probably a the way times are going. Grid girls are Where's the grid guys? Well, that's what I would say. Why not have both? Yeah. Why can't you have a, a nice gentleman in a nice suit and a nice lady or that something? That one doesn't bother me. But, no grid girls. But the, the bad press that that caused has just been detracting from the from the event here as well. It's okay. just little things have been piling up on it. Okay. So in summary, for me, prices, review the four and three day thing. Go up, dawdle up to the Gold Coast and knock on Cochrane's door. We'll go up for the, we'll go up for the government and say, oh, Tony and... Mr. Marshall, if you want to send us, we can yeah. go on a fact-finding mission. Yeah, there's, there's an offer. We'll go up and speak to Tony for a few days. I'm more than happy to do that. Pay for it. And um, date change. And as I said, that's a very controversial thing, but I think that is seriously a decent enough idea to look into, is the date change. End of the season. I don't drink start. beer, but how could we have, have a beer with Tony Cochrane? Jeez, you don't mind going for a tangent. Okay. But yes, I understand. I understand. Okay, so that's done and dusted. Now, I was really hoping not to talk about this. And we're going to have to because James Courtney said it on the weekend. He's coming to turn eight. I can't quite remember who was following. Was it Heimgartner? I think it was Heimgartner. Uh, from memory. If not, I sound like a noob. 
But he we cited Aero Wash was the reason why he didn't get around turn eight. How does Aero Wash sit with you? Still not great. Unfortunately, we've got another year of it. We're going to hear people come Monday morning at Bathurst go, we couldn't follow across the top. In the wake of the Holden news, I still think they should run debadged Commodores next year and do Gen 3 properly in 2022. However, that doesn't seem to be the case with you, Ryan wanting to... You, I don't want to see ZBs next year. I don't want to see a manufacturer that I'm, doesn't exist anymore. But I'd rather do it properly and have the new chassis and all, all teams on board in 2022 than doing a half-baked uh, all right, 21 okay. with funny-looking Mustang, you... a decent-looking Camaro, D-badge Commodore, 2022 clean slate it. Because as we come back to the entertainment, we want fast cars... We want fast cars, and it's not going to matter next year if we all know for one year the show's good enough. I'll put this to you then. If they want to do a modified Gen 3 next year, GM comes to you, we, we want to start this year now. You do your modified Gen 3, and we'll bring, and Walkershaw can use the Camaro, or you wait till 2022, 20, and it's still on for us. Would you, would you, would you not if think GM, about that if GM was like, yes, we'll bring the Camaro GM, in if now? If GM are coming to the sport and helping bankroll it yes but if they're not going to do that i'd say well then we'll see not even if walkinshaw is happy to do what he wants to do with it so you're saying if, if so what i'm essentially getting to the point as is you would say no to the gen 3 hybrid thing even if it meant bringing another manufacturer and so you know how hard it is for us to bring in manufacturers it's going to be tough in 10 months to bring another manufacturer in if someone can, i think ryan's done all the back work he's ready to go you lower that roll hoop and there'll be a camaro there next year if, i think it's that simple if they can lower the roll hoop and do it properly and not a rush job, well then yes. But I just am afraid of us getting to a rush job situation and just being half and half and all of a sudden next year we're, we're still talking about parity because we've got two different sets of rules. We've still got too much aero where we could just wait till 2022, debadge them all for a year. We can have call one the Betty or call the Ryan and have a clean slate from 22. See, so yeah, I'd rather have a new manufacturing right now. And I, did, I know the Falcon ran for years without being manufactured, but Holden's not going to exist anymore, and you still want to run one of their cars. Like, the brand yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, Jamie and Shane will be driving a uh, a Bullster. No. Red Bullster. See, I don't, I don't get like... The, get the badge on the front of it. If Holden still existed, I would be leaning towards that thing, but you cannot have you can't have a spear sport and want to have market relevance and not even run a brand that exists. The market relevance is long gone. The brand the doesn't exist. Market it won't relevance exist. to... Supercars is long gone. Yeah, well, we don't sell. I win on Sunday, sell on Monday. That's not what I'm talking about. We don't want to be like NASCAR and everything looks the same. We at least want to have our looks. And I don't like the look. It could go that way. No, it won't. I don't think so. TA two on the weekend. That could be the future. You know, it it could happen. I I already had my fix for Gen three. Did you not? Did I not tell you my fix for Gen three? What? You just take the car of the future right now. You lower the roll hoop, you standardize everything forward of the firewall, and you bring in everyone and give everyone H patterns with a crate engine. Done. Yeah, we're not going to H patterns. Well, it would be awesome, but they're not doing it. Yeah, well, they should. That's easy. That's, my, that's another four point plan for you. I got, I got the answer to everything here. Anyway, yeah, I know you've got the answer to everything. Okay, moving There's on. There's now two minute talk on Gen 3, Gen 2. Not enough. That's enough error. Anyway, just uh, don't do a half assed job. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Now we had a discussion before Clips was even started, before the end of the year. And I said to you, I reckon Mostert will be fighting for a podium at Clips Hill. And I think your response was something along the lines of, no. Yes. Do you want to elaborate that? Because there was more to that. Yeah, I said no. I think there was like no hope in hell. Or... I thought there was bugger all chance. Knowing... And what happened? I, I would like just... I yes, just... I know. Welcome short cars go well. That, that was my... Yeah. Super loop. Yeah. Straight tracks. that. Yeah, and he... But I didn't think he had open hell. I think he put it on the podium, didn't he? I think he might have been a new lap record as well. Exactly. So, Mostert and WAU. How... Melbourne. See, for me, is if they go... If Mostert if gets himself a top... If he podium in Melbourne... No, if Mostert gets a... If he's consistently in the top 10 for all races, I'll think, hello... Walkinshaw, the American money's helping. They got their shit Something's together. Happening. New age caravans. However, if Mostert falls off the cliff because Walkinshaw's cars can't go well there, that's just that's oh, that's what I would have more expected. I think by Bathurst later in the year they'll have a handle on the car on more tracks. Yes, maybe the podium at, at uh, Superloop was not as far-fetched as I thought it was. However, I think coming up to the Grand Prix is going to be another big test. If he's around the top five, doesn't have to get on the podium. If he's around I the just top said, five, if he's competitive, well then, yes, they've made leaps and bounds. The new eyes, new driver. However, if he's nowhere, they're in trouble. Yeah, and I really I don't want to see... unexpected if they were nowhere. Yeah, but... I'm at the no. I don't want to see him there. I want to be. I want to see Mostert in the top five. Oh yes, five. we all want to see Chaz up there. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was back in the top ten. Fair enough. Fair enough. So in ending, what do you, what's your sure thing coming out of Melbourne, or it could be the end of the year, whatever you put. No, I've got mine for Melbourne. Melbourne. I okay, got Melbourne. Yep. So FYI, what, I hate the qualifying in Melbourne. Why do we have ten minute sessions? The laps too long. Yeah. Okay. We'll move. Again, on. you don't like qualifying, but we'll move on. We t- qualify too much. Anyway, what's your sure thing in Melbourne? My short thing in Melbourne is that nobody's going to crash on an outlap this weekend or next weekend or whatever the race is. <laughs> That's actually funny. Hey, I thought about this. Okay. Um, What's your short thing? My short thing is we're going to be talking about aero. Well, it is an aero track, so I think it is going to be a topic. That's why it's my short thing. Aero. Well, that's all we're going to hear about. Everyone's spoken in Adelaide that they've done a really good job. It's closer. And it is closer. The times, even in the top 10 shootout, were ridiculous. But you still can't follow properly. So they've done well. What do you think? This is this is the thing. This is the is test. that they were rave, the commentary was raving about it on a Saturday that yeah they've done a great job. They were saying they went down to Adrian Burgess. Yeah, we've done a killer job. It's it's better. And yet you can't follow across the top. If I hear that after that, I'm going to bang on that all year. I think we've gone too hard and too early saying they've done a really good job. I think yes, they've done a decent we, job. We know we'll know more. The staying isn't isn't five laps in front, but. After the Grand Prix, we're going to be talking about aero because one, it'll either not be there. Or just, yeah, anyway, moving on. Yeah. What's your most at stake? Van Gisbergen. Really? It's very early on to be worried about the championship. But if you recall last year, we had a DNF with a wheel flying off at one point. Well, it's like a couple of years ago, Wincup had his DNF at Adelaide and he was behind the eight ball the entire yep. way. Yep, he's already 159 behind. If for whatever reason he was to have a bad qualifying, one of these silly qualifying sessions. If he was to DNF, he's looking at 250 then plus, probably going to the third round, which I know it's only early. But Championship it's, land. In championship land, 
but I, it could be a long way to come back straight away. What about your most at stake? I just touched on it before, but it's a walk and short. They need to be, I'm harping on it, they need to be inside the top 10. I think it's going to be really, really, I know that's, the bad thing is we're sort of expecting them to maybe not be what good there, but it's been enough time now. They need to, if it's not there, it's bad. They need to be top 10. I don't think it's bad. No, for me, it's, Andretti's been here for how long now? Yeah, but give Chaz a few more races. Yeah, he's, I don't, he's, why do you need even a few more races? Look what he just did in Adelaide. Yes. He's but, good enough. No, I'm not blaming this on Chaz. I'm be, this will be the car. Yes, it needs to be there. Yeah, I understand. I just think if he's not, no, I'm going hard on this. Not as I think it's panic stations. Yeah, I think it's panic stations almost. That's my opinion. We agree to disagree on that one. And what's your doomsday scenario? Davey takes that Anton again. Oh, what's this? Mostert and Waters all over it. You never know. Mostert and Waters two point oh. You never know. They go into the that first corner. Davey's on the inside. Takes that Anton. It'd be a big doomsday. Okay. What's yours? Mine's definitely not as good as that one. But See, I, I, I put some thought into mine. Oh, yeah, I did as well. Anyway, my one would be something really... Now, we all know that Courtney's left under weird circumstances from Team Sydney. For some reason, Team Sydney were to crash into each other first practice session and they don't have enough spares to get them back to track for the rest well, of the round. My first doomsday was actually, what happens if Team Sydney bins a car? Is there a spare? Could they afford... I'm, I'm thinking like bin a car properly where you're writing one off. Yeah. What happens then? Well, they're in Is Melbourne. there another car somewhere they can get? They, do they, do they want to pay for a car? Techno can go to Walshaw. Can we use your four-year-old car in a Napa livery? <laughs> but then they'll ruin your per cap car for yeah, a few no, years. That's what I want, yeah. But yes, yeah, Doomsday is yeah. Team Sydney DNF something. Something weird around Team I think, Sydney. But this is what, I think Team Sydney already is a Doomsday. Well, I think Team Sydney was a Doomsday at the bend. It was ridiculous at the practice day. I was in our have a go test session of a podcast before the test I was already to say how oh, Courtney will be able to get it on track They'll give him a bit of time it'll be a couple of year plan but gee it doesn't look good yeah oh question without notice where does Courtney end up this year this year I'm going for car 7 at Bathurst yeah he'll be with Heimgartner that's that's just I know, I'd be Rick and be pulling the boss strings and having him with him and send mm. Wood to no, I think... Heimgartner but I reckon, yes, he'll end up at... Kelly. Tickford, uh, not Tickford, Kelly. That's my idea. Okay. Well, I do agree with that, yes. Good first episode. That was... Uh, I mean, probably not good. Mine's just been average, but we'll see. Look, we're going to be a slow burn. Like, I think Chaz will be <laughs> gradually building throughout the year. No, I hope he's just there. But we won't be. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs> see you later.